Welcome to WLNM, the web novel and manga review hosted by Zeke Changuris. Welcome to WLNM, the web light novel and manga review. We are dedicated to bringing our listeners the very special artists and writers that are part of this amazing explosion of creativity, giving us stories to entertain and inspire us. We'd like to welcome C.S. Mills, the author of the original English light novels, Beyond the Dome, a blue collar hero, and You're So Dreamy. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. I'm always wanting to talk to more authors every day, and uh, I love getting to get inside y'all's head and uh, figure out what makes you tick. Um, yeah. <laughs> yes, and sometimes it's just caffeine. I understand that yeah, too. most of the time, most of the time. <laughs> so um, how would you describe, how, give, me a, give me a quick plot summary of Beyond the Dome, a blue collar hero. Well, it's basically um, about um, a boy called Kai, who's on a journey to find his dad. Um, and basically um, they're under a dome and it's been built by um, people with um, powers. They were able to synthesize with creatures um, from the outside world, which have been dangerous. So they um, basically were able to put themselves in a dome for safety. And it's his journey um, just to discover basically a 16 year old gets thrust into you know, training grounds and figuring out his powers and um, just a few twists and turns here and there. And it's just, it's basically about his journey to find his dad and um, what he learns about with um, the head of the dome. And I don't want to give too much away. Okay, that, that's that's fine. Um, yeah. what, what would you say your your inspiration for that kind of, for that story was? Uh, did something like strike you in the middle of the night? Um, is um, it- I- it was, um, I think it was more to do with when I was watching um, Hunter Hunter. Okay. I really liked his, uh, Gon's journey, finding his dad. It is just the whole adventure with okay. Hunter Hunter. And that's what I kind of wanted to put into Beyond the Dome. And when I finally get around to writing volumes two and three, I, I want to build it that way. I want to build the whole like adventure and just how fun it was hey that sounds you, you always want to try and flush out those universes don't you you know add, yeah add, that's the hardest part yeah adding more layers sometimes can be the hardest part yes. um, yeah so what got you started writing uh were you always one of those people who wrote or is it something you kind of came to later i came to it much later but I, I, when I was young, I knew that I, I loved to write. I loved to write poetry mostly when I was young. And then um, back in 2015, 16, I was going through a bit of a hard time. Um, it was just a couple of years after I moved to America and I was just started to write, just write my thoughts and just things that came to me at night and, um, that's kind of how I came up when I watched um, Hunter Hunter and I was like wow I could I really want to make a story about this I really want to just show my creative 
talents through my writing. And it was, it was uh, a little difficult at first, um, trying to, I did a little studying on, on some things. And I think it's just a, um, a process. The more you read and the more you write, the more, the, the better you get. Yeah. I, I found a lot of the, a lot of the best writers are the ones that read a lot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am more of a, I'm a frustrated artist. Uh, in that I I started out um, everyone thinking that I was going to be going to art and I uh, even went to art school for two years and we realized that I'm better a storyteller in that in the more traditional written sense than I am as an artist so it's yeah we all have to find our strength somewhere and uh, it's yeah. not always the easiest uh, route to get there um, no, no, I didn't, I didn't think that I'd be writing at all. I wanted, I went to school for uh, performing arts and dance, and I wanted to be mostly a dancer. Um, that didn't happen, I, and I ended up moving to America, and, and I'm, I'm very happy with the fact that I get to, that I get to write, that I hey. found that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, for a lot of us, it's we've always had stories. We just never put them on paper. Yes. And, and uh, I found, you know, my first book, uh, it took me, well, my first published book, it took me almost 10 years from beginning to end. But it was uh, the amount of pride I still have in it, it mm -hmm. is, is immense because that was a story that really was dear to my heart that I wanted to put out there um for other yeah. people to see and mm -hmm. you know it's it, it is something special when you can sit and put those words on paper uh, yes what, yes it is what uh what inspires you to write in general i mean is it is it just the need to um create an adventure or a, a journey or do you get anything i guess lack of a better term therapeutic out of it is it like Writing is it gives you a chance to get some sort of catharsis. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it can be therapeutic for me, um, especially I find that on the hard days when I feel like I can't write anything, I have writer's block and nothing's coming out and I'm frustrated that day. Usually the a couple of days after, the day after when I've just kind of worked out through more of my emotions, it's like... Uh, like something's been lifted off and I can just throw everything out yeah. on paper. Sometimes I even like even the story that I'm working on, I put that aside and I just write something different just to get some, get some things that I'm working on, you know, out. Okay, so well, thinking of it that way, do you tend to, uh, are you one of those uh, writers that like to map everything out or are you more of a discovery writer in which you, you, develop the characters and you have an idea where it goes, but the yeah. characters really lead you to. Yes, the def, def, I'm definitely that way. I have, I have a hard time planning everything. I feel like I'm, uh, it's funny because I'm a lot like that in, in like my real life. I, I have a schedule and I stick to it and I plan a lot, but with my writing, I just let it take me just whatever comes out for my first draft I just kind of put it down and then rehash it later on 
does it do you write things that surprise you writing that way do you find yourself being like oh wow that yeah i didn't expect that to happen yeah sometimes 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 i have to go back and re-figure out my why with my characters that's that's a hard hard part for me i want them to have a a drive like a, a why behind they're doing the things that they're doing because with my writing style I do find that sometimes I can I can take over and okay. I don't want that to happen I want my characters to be able to lead the story you want them to go in a natural direction as opposed to yeah. kind of shoehorning a reason in for what they're doing as opposed to yes yeah which I feel like I have done in the past with um, a few of my works yeah yeah, it, it 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 many of us are guilty of that because we're like, mm-hmm. oh, we that that finish line. We look at the finish uh-huh. line and we're like, okay, we're almost there. We're almost there. How the yeah. hell do I get there? <laughs> oh, if we do this, we can get there. Yep. <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily make a hundred percent sense for our characters no. to do that. No. <laughs> so um our well, you definitely do a first draft. Are you a multi-draft writer? Are you one of those people who keep rewriting the whole thing again and again? Or are you yes. kind of... <laughs> yes, I yeah. nitpick at it. Um, I write my first draft and then I put it away for a week or so and then I reread it. And then I kind of go through it and like mark down things that I need to change. And then I let it sit again. And then I, I did for a while print it off every time I had to edit it and then mark what I wanted to edit with a pen and then go back to it on the laptop but it was just so tedious that it took me forever um but I, I do um try and do that way with my last edit so then I can read it out loud I like having it on the paper and I read it out loud and I think oh does this sentence is this flowing or is it like hard for me to say and then then I go through it with a red pen. <laughs> yeah. Do you have a, uh, do you have someone you, you, you trust that works as a reader for you? That, that, I have a few. Yeah, yeah. I have a few guys that I, um, I send them to and I'm like, Oh, does this make sense? Josh being one of them, he's helped me out a lot. And my friend, um, Melanie and, um, she's been really great with, she, she helped me a lot on beyond the dome. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, it, it's really important to have someone that, uh, you trust and who understands the way you write. Um, my wife yes. is my wife is that person for me. She understands all the idios- idiosyncrasies in my writing mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I am not a naturally good, uh, naturally good when it comes to grammar. She will, yeah. she's able to interpret what I write and okay. then be like, yeah. yeah, we're gonna rephrase this. Is this what you're saying? Because it doesn't make, it's not what you said. But it makes yeah. sense that you're going to you're trying to say this, and so she's. Yeah. It helps that she understands where I'm going with things because sometimes yeah. we don't you always write. Be, yeah, you want someone to be gentle with you as well. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we may be torturing them by after they've committed to reading your work and being like, "Yeah, okay, let's mm-hmm. uh, let's let let's." Let's read some more. And even if it might be painful for them. They... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely, uh, it, it definitely is helpful to have that kind of person in your life that, that 
you can get an honest opinion with from and they'll be like yeah that doesn't make any sense and you've got to be open to that because there's yeah. we get full of ourselves sometimes as writers yeah and, and there's definitely a lot of things that we miss and that we think makes a lot of sense until somebody points it out and says well actually what you wrote doesn't or, or because we have it all in our head we already yeah. know what the character is thinking yes. and why they might be doing it. But if we hadn't put it on the page, that anybody else reading it is like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, what, uh, what is your favorite kind of scene to write? What, what kind of a, a writer are you? Are you a writer who likes to write dialogue? Do you like to write action? Uh, do you prefer you like the world building part the most what is your favorite part of what favorite kind of scene i think i like to write action scenes mostly i like to listen to um kind of classical music when i write i can't listen to anything really that has any words in it because i get so distracted um so i like to listen to classical music while i write action scenes they but it's hard for me to write down. I have it all in my head. And I feel like when the music kicks in, it's it's so much better for me than to to write dialogue. I, I'm the worst at dialogue. <laughs> well, hey, we each we each have our strong points. I mean, uh, I think for me, action is probably the weakest because I try mm -hmm. and make it make too much sense. I guess yeah. in a way. Yeah. And so I get bogged down in detail as opposed to writing punchy dialogue, which yes. is the kind of thing I like. Oh, so, really? So, With dialogue for me, I feel like I'm I kind of like, what do I say? Like, what do they say to each other? Like it's hard for me to put down how they're feeling. Okay. Without like putting a lot of exposition in there and yes. Yes, uh, it, it's dialogue for me. It, it, it some of it comes from my favorite writers, mm -hmm. and my favorite modern writer is Aaron Sorkin. I, okay. I, I I love Aaron Sorkin. I love uh, all the dialogue, the pithiness, the quickness uh, of the wit, um, and so that has an influence on me. Um, mm -hmm. But it's it, it's just something that I have these conversations in my head. As, yeah. as as the comic Tracy Ullman used to put it, she's a paid schizophrenic. I mean, she's they pay her to play all these different personalities. And yeah. uh, as, as writers, that's kind of what we end up doing is we have all these voices in our heads and we just try and get them down on paper. The um, so what what kind of authors do you admire? Who, who do you read to to or who influenced you as a writer? Hmm. I think um, for me, I really, I forgot what his name is. Um, he wrote um, The Trumpet of the Swan, E.B. White, a few of his things, okay. Charlotte's Web. Okay. Yeah, he was a, a, a children's author. Just the, just the, simple way that he writes and that you can just for me that the feeling that he puts through 
with his words just always moves me. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember reading Charlotte's Web, but that was mm -hmm. probably almost 40 years, 35 years ago at this point. <laughs> so yeah. I can't quite remember. Mm -hmm. um, uh, of course, I remember the plot. I remember Wilbur, the incredible pig, but <laughs> I can't tell you how the word, I can't tell you what the word said on the page. Um, <laughs> except I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, you know, spectacular pig was in there somewhere, but mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, did you find that any, that that writing style has influenced you at all? Or is it just a, uh, a place of comfort that you, you. It's a place of comfort. Definitely. Definitely a place of comfort for me. Yeah. So how about, what are you, um, any modern writers that you're interested in? Any any contemporary stuff that you've been looking at? Um, not as of late. Um, I've been really into <laughs> just a lot of manga lately. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to um, pick up on um, on Hunter Hunter and Demon Slayer. Okay. All right. right now. Yeah. I read copious amounts of light novels and manga. Yes. Though I will say there are some things that still that I reread. I, mean, I just reread the finished rereading the Rosario um, vampire uh, manga series, which I think this will make the third time I've read that. And, you know, there are some that just I keep going back to like I'm reading I'm reading all the I decided to go ahead and read the sort online online progressive novel series oh see, yes yes since I'm they're going to make that an anime mm. I'm like okay I read the originals but now the progressive yeah. is supposed mm -hmm. to be more detailed about things that they skimmed over. So maybe I should read this. And so I'm reading that. And my wife, it drives my wife nuts because I read like three books at a time. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's just like watching TV. I mean, you, yeah. I, I don't get confused. Mm -hmm. I get some strange dreams because I do read late at night, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I yeah. do find with the, with the Sword Art Online, the, the books are so much more detailed and I definitely preferred them more to the anime. Yeah, I mean, and though it, it, the fact that you use the term detail is really interesting because someone once broke down um, the differences between the illustrations in general, the illustrations between, they were using Shield Hero as an example, mm -hmm. and they're showing um, Nafumi's, uh, Nafumi's character design, and they showed in the night light novel how detailed everything was that he was wearing. Mm -hmm. they showed in the manga it was a little less detailed and then they mm. showed anime it was even more streamlined because if you think about it the number of times you have to draw it in the manga you don't have to draw as many times as you do in the light mo novel in the anime you need to draw all that detail uh what uh 24 frames 24 times a second basically so yeah it's it, you have to streamline it. And I think that's the same for plot because sometimes you're just not gonna be able to put all of that on TV. Yes, yes, no, I agree. 
Yeah, the uh, anything you're looking forward to seeing in this coming season or something that you heard about that you're interested in watching? Um, oh gosh, yes. Um, the God of High School. Yeah. Yeah. That, yes. that was a that one of those great examples of uh, webtoon uh, mm -hmm. big. Yes, because I watched um, Tower of God and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. And they've, they've kind of adapted a unique style too. Like it has the same artistic style, uh, yes. uh, which I thought was interesting that that's how they decided to approach it because they, they didn't have to have a similar style, even though they were both uh, originals funded by Crunchy and they came from uh, uh, Manwas. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's it, it'll be interesting to see um, how all of that, you know, the success of these new entry level um, entry level, these stories that are coming from other than the production committee method. That, yes. That is yes. to me still a anachronistic way of making anime, but whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, and um, the last season of Attack on Titan. Oh yeah. Well, yes, we're all, I think we're, most of us are looking forward to that one. <laughs> it took me longer to get into Attack on Titan than other people because the first few episodes were just so brutal and gory all i could think mm -hmm. was that it was it was it was a gore fest and i wasn't interested in a gore fest yes but now it, the more things went on it became more of about the interpersonal relationships it became you know the mm -hmm. titans weren't the thing that was the most dangerous thing there it was the people were right. just as dangerous and so i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where where it goes because i i made sure not to look at the final final uh mangas so yes my sister has my sister has read it and she's she's just i'm just like no spoilers please please just <laughs> don't <know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we do our best to hide from the spoilers yeah. trust me <laughs> when uh Orgeru was wrapping up you know mm -hmm. hiding from those spoilers was uh was a uh, difficult yeah. you know <laughs> So it's, but uh, yeah, we all, we all have, um, we all love good stories. And I, I think that's what it all comes down to. And mm -hmm. that's, that's why you do what you do. Uh, I do what I do um, because we like hearing, uh, we like hearing how other people imagine things to be. Yes. Uh, let's see, anything else, uh, you, anything you'd like to promote, anything you'd, you'd like to encourage us to do? Um, um, I'm just not, not really at the moment. Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to um, get through. I am kind of working on something um, a little bit. I'm, I'm hoping to um, get it all kind of sorted out before November to try and write it for uh, National Writing Month. Okay. Um, hopefully then maybe I can share a little bit more. Okay, that's uh, that sounds great. Um, and of course we can find you on Twitter at lightnovelist90. Uh, yeah. We can find you on Instagram. We can find you on Facebook and also at alightnovelist.com. So, and I'm so happy that you could uh, take the chance to talk with me today. Um, 
as I keep saying, every voice, every creator's voice deserves a chance to be heard. And that's why I do this because I love talking to creators and I want every one of them to feel uh, special and appreciated because giving stories to the world is a, uh, a blessed thing, as a friend of mine once said. So if you like, yeah, if you like what you're listening to today, uh, go ahead and take a look at our backlog. We've got 13 other episodes so far and uh, subscribe to WLNM where we hope to continue to highlight the best the independent creators have to offer. Thank you and keep reading. This has been a WLNM podcast.